Please listen carefully. And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two guys high-fiving with words, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the podcast we have a nerd flash. The D23 Expo has wrapped up and we are going to talk about all the stuff that came out of it because Disney owns everything (laughs) now that makes anything that we like, it seems. They are the mega corporation, but they had so much news yeah, they, with this exposition. Yeah, they got Star Wars, they got Marvel, they got Pixar, they got other kinds of just regular Disney stuff. There's so much stuff that we like to talk about and like to watch on the pod, so there's so much stuff that came out. Exactly. And we'd normally stuff this into Mikey's Nerd Alerts, but there's just too much. This is its own special thing. So we're doing the D23 wrap-up special D23 2022. Why is it called D23, Mikey? We, we, we were just uh, trying to figure this out. So D23, I thought it was, I, I was mistaken in thinking that it was the upcoming things for 2023 because that's the year that's about to happen. And the whole point of this exposition is to announce projects. But it's always called D23. D standing for Disney and 23 being the placeholder for uh, Disney's founding year which was 1923 yeah so that means next year is a hundred years of disney i wonder if they'll just not do anything that'd be hilarious <laughs> no, if they were like they're gonna do something years. huge <laughs> it, it should be huge absolutely i agree with you <laughs> so there's so much stuff um we're just gonna scatter shoot around uh, the stuff that really stands out to us they showed a lot of trailers. They showed a lot of stuff that you can't see unless you go onto the darker parts. Not the dark parts. It makes it sound like I'm talking <laughs> the about. The dark web. The, the, it's not the dark web. But the you go onto people's socials and things that get end up getting pulled down because they get C&Ds. Yep. The little handy cam footage that we used to call it back in the day. Now it's just <laughs> your phone. <laughs> that, that, remember that Seinfeld episode? That's or, it. <laughs> but, Holding the camera and yeah. you get stuck there. <laughs> But I usually don't seek those out because half the time, I don't know if you've seen this, half the time those are troll videos. Like it'll like it'll start, it'll you'll see the first few moments of the trailer, and then it'll go to like never gonna give you up. <laughs> and you know, and they'll, they'll be like, haha. It, it there are a whole bunch of accounts out there that sort of do the teaser, like the thumbnail is what you think you're looking for, and you mm-hmm. click on it, and then it's wrong. Not not for us. We're we're reporting on the things we do know. Yeah. And yes, there are some like audience cam footage, but a lot of this stuff they actually did release, but yeah. it is still all in teaser like announcement form. So the details are almost scant and few between, but still yeah. exciting. Exactly. Right up the top, let's just talk about the Lucasfilm world, the Star Wars world of the property. There you go. There was so much stuff uh, right off the top. The thing that excited me the most was seeing the stuff about and i don't know if there's so some some of the stuff came out a little bit before d23 some people knew about it already some of the trailers were out already mm-hmm. but i don't i don't know if i was exactly 100 percent paying attention <laughs> um, but you're really good about putting it on nerd alert so I'm, I'm sure that if it happened i would have seen it we might have mentioned it yeah uh, but 
We got a good uh, chunk of the new Mandalorian season. Yes. Oh my gosh, that trailer got me excited for it. Like super psyched. Which is awesome because like we're now in season three. Yeah. So we've talked about this with Stranger Things. We've talked about this with shows that we've sort of kept up with. Like there usually might be a lull, Mm -hmm. especially now in the streaming age like we were talking about last episode where, hey, you get two seasons and you're done. We're getting a a third season and it looks amazing. It like, does. It's leveling up. It's leveling up so much. And it's this is really like Filoni's really leaning into like, I want to see all the stuff I animated real. <laughs> and we get to see Boat Catan. I think we're on Mandalore. We get to see those owl masks and oh my god. And tons of tons of Mandalorians. Like literally, I love how they cut the trailer where Bo Katan says to Grogu, Oh, you thought he was the only Mandalorian? And then they smash cut to like this. Like Mandalorians dropping out of like a dropship or something with their jetpacks, <laughs> yeah. you know, and just shooting their shooting up the place. I was like, "Wow, yeah!" I I will play the role of dumb Star Wars fan though. So like, it seems like they're setting up for a huge battle slash war. Mm-hmm. This is not the Battle of Mandalore that we've heard about because they already did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave Filoni already did that in the cartoons, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So this is something new. It's the continuation of that story, but live action, which is so neat to me. But we do like, do we know anything about that? Like, this is not established no, lore. No, this is new. Oh, I love it. As a continuation of the story, the whole like black dark saber, the black bladed uh, lightsaber uh, that was created by a Mandalorian who's also a Jedi. That's mm-hmm. basically like the scepter that makes you the leader of Mandalore. Yep. That has just been a through line through. That was in Clone Wars. That was in Rebels. Floney's all this stuff has been the through line. So now that's live action, he's using it in live action. So it's the continuation of the story of the Mandalorians and this Darksaber. And it's it's really cool. And that's our cliffhanger for season two because that's Mm -hmm. where we left off because he he doesn't want it. He has it. And technically, I think by Mandalorian rule, he does earn it because Mm -hmm. he did kill the person that had it. Right. So it is a question of where they go. Yeah, it is. So that's exciting. Another exciting thing that we talked about a lot on this podcast, we finally got to see a full trailer for Andor. A full trailer? Like, we talked about it on Nerd Alerts, and there was, a, I guess, a full trailer for that. But now, like, we're getting all the, not all the details, because it's not like the trailers we complain about where they say, here's the full story, but we're getting a fully fleshed out world. Yeah. I love it. I've talked before about how much I love Rogue One. Yeah, so you love this period of Star Wars, we said, like the right before, the, the in-between, the prequels in the OG. Exactly. Ridge Tridge. <laughs> A Ridge Tridge, yes. <laughs> Shadow Bacon. <laughs> but no, like, it's amazing because we're seeing the grassroots effort. We're seeing the rebels come up. Uh, Forrest Whitaker is back. He's in there a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Diego Luna. I love that. He's one of those actors I will watch just because he's in it. Yeah, yeah. Even though he's he gets sort of the uh, the Walton Goggins like I'm a bit character mm-hmm. person, he's always worth your time. Yeah. I do have to be slightly a curmudgeon on Andor because I realize I kind of have the same problem with Andor that I have with Obi Wan. Yeah, I know what happens. You know what happens ultimately, but the thing about this is is that he just kind of shows up in Rogue One as like this guy True. who's there to help. Obi-Wan was that kind of in the Ridge Tridge, mm-hmm. you know, the guy that helps, but he got really fleshed out in the prequels and yep. 
all that stuff. So the, to me, this is more like the prequels. They're fleshing out this character who is just a, kind of a character who's there to help. I get it. And that's the thing is that you get to, I would say, come at this, your curmudgeon side. I say, <laughs> put your curmudgeon aside and come at this like seeing Obi-Wan in the prequels. Oh, I get you. You know, because, yeah, you know what's going to happen, but this is all like way before that. And you get to see how he got to that point. And I'm I, I would say, like, l- watch this as let's see how he got to Rogue One. Exactly. It's yeah. it. I'm I'm happy to see the journey because it it really is the journey and not the destination. Mm-hmm. And I already know Knott's got to listen to this, probably getting all all <laughs> all rode up. But I see him over there in the booth shaking his fist at I, you. I will have like <laughs> I, like I said, I love this world. I love this time period. So I'm excited for this show. But it, my nitpick is going to come down to like if they ever put like Cassian and or himself, if they ever put him in a precarious situation where it's like, oh, no, what's going to happen? Is he going to make it out? It's like, yes, but even still. Right, I see what you're saying. But, uh, well, the, the way to do that, though, is that um, unlike in Obi-Wan, I'm thinking it looked like he's going to have a team with him, an ensemble with him. So that's who you put in danger. And that's but, who I care about. And that yeah. was the problem you were having. Uh, with because it was like Princess Leia and Obi Wan were the two thing two people <laughs> traveling together. So yep. if they're gonna do it right, I see what you're saying. But if they're gonna do it right, they need to put people around him because that's how it was in the prequels. Obi Wan was there, but this Qui Gon guy, where was he? You don't know what was gonna happen to him. Exactly. So when he got like stabbed, you're like, oh yeah, I can see. I get your point too. I also get Scott's point. I can see both your points. I'm in the middle here. I can see both sides. But the thing that I liked about seeing that trailer is that. Other than Saw Gerrera and, and, well, of course, Cassie Andor, but yeah. I didn't really recognize any of the other characters in there. Yeah, the, the only thing I think they, they're bringing back, like, Mon Mothma? Is yeah, that the character yeah, Mon Mothma. But we haven't really seen her in much of any properties up right. until this point. And that's fine, too. What I'm saying is that I, uh, I think part of the problem that I had with Obi-Wan, too, and it's like, Put new. Ca- I want a new characters. We, we talked about that. Yep. We talked about that's why the Mandalorian worked so well because it was so many new characters and they were just pulling things in from the Clone Wars and the Rebels cartoons and stuff. But the neat thing was is a lot of people didn't watch those, but they were watching the Mandalorian. So yes. that those those characters were new to them. I got you. Uh, and it was kind of fan service to people like us who'd seen uh, the animated shows. I like seeing like, oh, I don't know who all these people are. So you're introducing me to new characters. I'm going to see new things. Mm-hmm. And it just looks looks good. And with that comes the potential like, yes, we know what happens in Rogue One. But with these new characters, they can get away and they can show up again. And that's extra fan service later. So mm-hmm. because the world for Star Wars is so big. But I'm with you. Uh, it, I'm excited to see it. Like I said, Diego Luna. Uh, it did get delayed. I couldn't find the reason why. Um, but it's been delayed a month, but it is coming out in September. Yeah. End of this month. Um, something that's been going on and that we've noticed in our house that we've noticed that we're calling it the, the COVID effect on, <laughs> uh, on special effects. I don't know if you've noticed that a lot of things that were made during COVID, the special effects are kind of, they seem like they're five, 10 years ago, special effects. That makes sense. And I chalk it up to people working from home. They didn't have those high-powered mainframes that they have in the office or do an old school like uh, not not necessarily shortcuts but like yeah, going back to saying. older methods yeah. I'm, no i hear you uh, and i'm willing to bet that's why some of the stuff has looked wonky so i'm wondering if you know now the stuff's opened back up sometimes they're going they're like you know what we got the let's just take a month and fix 
some of this wonky looking special effects because I've seen a lot to. of. I don't know if you've noticed it, but there's been a lot of wonky special effects over the past year or so of. Yeah, it 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 is sort of like passing. Like make sure yeah. that it's good enough to get it <clears throat> out mm-hmm. there because we've had all these setbacks. Yeah. I don't know if I could, but on that same note, I don't know if there's anything that's really like taken me fully out of it. No. So. Yeah, it's just well, just something I've noticed. Uh, but speaking, we, we were talking about how cool it is to have new characters, but uh, Disney loves to play on the old characters, and so they're bringing old characters back with Tales of the Jedi, another yeah. thing they unleashed. Which is a cool comic book I used to get. There you go. Yeah. You were talking about it. Yeah. But talk about everybody coming back. We got Count Dooku. We got Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. We have Qui-Gon Jinn mm-hmm. in animated form. As far as I know, this is the first time we've seen Qui-Gon Jinn animated. No, I think he was in the Clone Wars. Oh, that may be true. No, okay. he wasn't. He was, wait, no, he was dead then. No, maybe, I don't know. You might be right. That's my $2 <laughs> bet. Yeah, but yeah, we get, it's uh, animated. There's like a Count Dooku's origin story back when he was, before he turned to the dark side. We get to see his transition. Yeah, that's kind of neat. I, I mean, we got to see that with Anakin, and that was fascinating. Mm-hmm. I like I I guess they could do the same thing again, but even still, that's always it's always fun as an as an audience member to see that transition. Like, mm-hmm. how does a bad guy become a bad guy, or how does a good guy like give up being a good guy? So yeah, it looks interesting. The, also, there's so much there's so much Star Wars <laughs> stuff. We're, we're going to talk about other stuff. Don't worry. Yeah, they were talking about Ahsoka. They announced that. Indeed, Ezra Bridger from Rebels is going to be in Ahsoka because they told us who's playing him. Exactly. They announced the actor. Iman Esfandi is playing Ezra Bridger. Usually the Star Wars fandom is grumpy, (laughs) um, but they weren't grumpy about this at all. Yeah, all I saw were the internet memes where they put his real face against the character's face, and he looks he's a spitting image. Yeah, so... We had talked about what was going to go on in Ahsoka. We had talked about, uh, we thought it was going to be a continuation. Like, Ahsoka was looking for Ezra at the end of Rebels, mm-hmm. and we thought that might, might be what we see. And we were right. Uh, so that's cool. <laughs> That'll be interesting to watch. I, I, still, d- I still got my fingers crossed for Thrawn being, like, the main guy. I know. I hope so, too. Because they haven't, like, they still haven't spilled the beans no. on that. And if it's a bad guy, you don't want to spill the beans mm. on that, which makes me just assume that it's going to be Thrawn. It's got to be because that's how, it, Reb, spoilers, that's how <laughs> Rebels ended. Ezra and Thrawn, like, disappeared together with the space whales. Uh, so... <laughs> Oh, I wish I could make a space whale sound right uh, now. Live action space whales. And we also got one weird. They just showed us a picture of uh, Jude Law <laughs> um, in front of some blurry kids and weird floaty balls. I don't even know what the heck the picture is. The it's pic- really just a headshot for Jude Law in yeah. space, but yes. <laughs> uh, but he's going to be in a s- series called Skeleton Crew uh, with him and some kids who get lost in the Star Wars universe. I don't even know if we brought this up on Nerd Alerts. Have we seen this logo before? Is this? This seems like it's new, new. I think it's new, new. Yeah. So okay, Star Wars Skeleton Crew. We have no idea. Like, mm. I'm excited about it just because I have no information about it. Mm-hmm. But my speculation is like Jude Law. Love him. I'm glad to watch him in whatever he does. But we had made comments earlier. Uh, during our Boba Fett episodes about the motorcycle gang mm-hmm. and yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. the greasers in there. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that's the tie-in. Like, is it those street gang kids? Oh, I don't know. That's my $2 bet again. Mm. Another $2. I'm in for four. But that that's my guess on where these kids are coming from because 
maybe they make Jude Law a Jedi, but it just seems like it's a sort of like on the outskirts Star Wars mm-hmm. story with Jude Law. Yeah. I'm interested to see. Jude Law's a great actor, so. They do say it takes place during the Mandalorian timeline. Mm-hmm. And they do say this is the tidbit and all the blurbs that I keep reading about it is they say it's going to be kind of Goonies esque, which uh, that that's I I don't know if that's bait that I'm falling for, hmm. but I will bite I will bite on that hook. Wow, yeah, you know what? That's re- that's real interesting to me. I never thought if that's what they're going for. I never thought of how smart it it would be to just take other stories and put them in the Star Wars universe. There you go, like a bunch of. Bunch of kids, treasure map, old ship. They have all that stuff in Star Wars. That's it. You could do that with so much stuff. And it could be anything. They could go find an old Acheron. They could go find an old lightsaber handle. They could go find... Why did I never even think about that before? Because you could do like Tom Sawyer, Star Wars. That's it. You know, just... Just pick anything and just like, let's do this in the Star Wars universe. Just reskin it and add some lasers to it. (laughs) That's most of the Star Wars stuff. Other... But there is some other Lucasfilm stuff. One I'm super hyped over. Oh, this is my highlight from the whole expo, but I, if, if it's what I think you're getting to, but they go for it. dropped a new trailer for Willow. Oh, so good. I would call it the full trailer. Yeah, I, it, I'm I'm 100% on board. After seeing this trailer, I'm like, I'm like, get me there right now. I like seeing Aaron Kellenman as like a good person. There you go. They're always having her play heavies. <laughs> it was nice to see, like, you know, she's one of the good guys. No, like like I said, this is one that, this is the the highlight of the expo for yeah. me was Willow. And I kind of feel dumb because I know we've talked about this on Nerd Alerts. Well, yeah. We brought it out. We talked about the first trailer. This is technically the second trailer. We talked about the picnic table little thing they had where we were talking about how you could see the chemistry seemed so good and so fun. Exactly. And I'm even in this trailer I'm seeing it. Uh, they're all they're all hanging out in the yeah. woods and being friends, which if they're having fun that means you're getting a good product. Right. Is my rule of thumb. It's true. It just clicked for me doing research for this that this is a series and not just a sequel yeah, it's movie. It's a series. I totally thought it was just another movie. I did movie. too. It's a series. I know. Even, which means we're getting 10 hours, yes, maybe. Even better. Of Willow. Even better. And uh, Kevin <laughs> Pollack is back as the little yeah, guy. I know. As Root. I know. Oh, wonderful. It, I know. It, it was, I was so excited. I was so, it, it made me so happy to see that the humor is still there, that they're not going like, well, we got to be serious now. No, because Willow was always, it has that. 80s snark in it absolutely that that you do in the <laughs> just the, the 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 whole thing about the guy being like take him to my tent i go i think we're on the same page <laughs> you know <laughs> it still sounds like we're on the same page <laughs> so it's, as he's being led yes away. It's, even then like the first trailer was great we talked about that the second trailer is completely different they give us so much more i still have no idea what's going on mm-hmm. but one aspect that i did love is that like they did a time jump, so Willow is now old. Yeah. But he's almost, like, in the range of the character that's too old for this crap. Yeah. Like, I'm doing one last job. Mm-hmm. And he plays, like, that seems to be the humor that they're shooting for. He's mm-hmm. like, I have magic, fine. I didn't want it. Like, I'm living my life. I'm in the forest. Leave me alone. But, okay, I'll go out for one last adventure. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what they seem like they're doing. And, oh, I love it. I love the tone. It's pure fantasy. It's swords. It's monsters. But also little people and Willow. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited for that for sure. There was also a sneak peek. We didn't see it because we weren't in the room. 
where it happened, Hamilton fans. Um, <laughs> they gave us a sneak peek of Indiana Jones 5. Apparently, Harrison Ford got real emotional because uh, mm-hmm. he was like, this is my last rodeo. His co-stars Phoebe Waller-Bridge, which... She's great. She is great. That made me go like, Indiana Jones 5, I was kind of like, yeah. And there's like, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is in it. And I'm like, oh. I'm blanking on... Who is the actress that played... Mar- is it Marion? No. Yeah, Marion. It was Marion. That's but- her name. It's it's she's in that same lane of like sassy, perfectly capable, like Yeah. Is a is a partner to Indiana Jones, but only because Indiana Jones happens to show up. Like mm-hmm. she could take care of the situation herself, but also Harrison Ford is there, so why not team up? Yeah, you know what? That's another one of those things where like I don't know why people forget. People like we've talked about how Alien basically mm-hmm. was like none of those characters even had a gender. He just cast people for it. That's and it. you end up with this really strong female character in Ripley. And in the Indiana Jones movie, they like made a point to show that she could drink a guy under the table That's and it. how then she could hold herself in a fight and all the all this other stuff that was going on that it. And that's like the 80s. So it's real interesting to me because, you know, people are like, well, why were they always like, and it's like, well, not everyone was always like you think. There's some, some, some people did it smart. Yes. That was a compliment we just gave to Prey that we just did. But it's been going on, like you're saying, on, on those old movies. Yeah. It's just. Uh, there weren't enough of them. <laughs> but come on, you got to hold up the ones you hold up. But also, I would say that the people that do it right do it very cleverly, and yeah. it's in the writing, and they don't like hit you in the nose with it. Right? It's more like, this is how it is. Like, mm-hmm. take it or leave it. And you're like, okay, I take it. And then Ripley, you know, uses a a, a giant mech and a flamethrower mm-hmm. to take out some aliens. You're like, okay, I buy it. Yep. So, but yeah, we'll see what happens with Indiana Jones Five. And apparently, no one is going to play Indiana Jones until they have to take the whip from his cold dead hands. And well, I was uh, I think I've already quoted this, but I'll quote it again. Harrison Ford says the the hat and the whip die with me. Yes. Like I don't want to hear about Harrison Ford dying, but he does know that that's his character and it's not going to be passed on. I will say on a happier note though, one thing I did see on the internet was that Harrison Ford was there, but also uh K Juan Quan who played Short Round. Short Round, yeah. He was there. And there's so many pictures of them hugging and smiling, and I've never seen a more genuine smile Wait, on Harrison Ford's there? face. Are they going to put him in it? Is he going to be in five? He's still acting. That's what I'm saying. Did you see Everything Everywhere all at once? I didn't. I want to so bad, though. That's it, He is in that movie, but that's like the first movie he's done in years. Excellent movie. Go check it out. But I wonder if... Mm. Oh, that would be so cool. It Wouldn't would it be, be cool? Great. It would be great. It would be great if they have him take over the movies. There you go. <laughs> like Short Round becomes the new guy hunting for treasures. These are my potatoes now. No time for love. <laughs> oh, gosh. But just the fact that they were there at the event was very touching. It's mm. very cute pictures on the internet. You can go check it out. Go check out his newest movie as well. Ugh. But will we get Crystal Skull again? Will, it, will this be a, a proper send-off? That's my hesitation. That's my yeah, worry know, as a right? nerd. I'll, I'll go see it. I'm, yeah. Like, I'm on board for any Indiana Jones, but, like, people didn't like Crystal Skull. I yeah. enjoyed it. It was a fun time. But yeah. we'll I see how it goes. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Now, Disney also owns Marvel. <laughs> of course. Uh, and there was tons of Marvel announcements, too. Um, we had Feige come out there with his ball cap and suit such a weird look <laughs> just 
get either get a like you know go bald and be proud or get your hair piece no. you're in hollywood no. or i disagree i'm sorry you like the ball cap and suit i don't like it but i'm saying like there's a level that you hit when you're in i guess entertainment or media it's it's your it's steven spielberg it's kevin yeah. feige it's steve jobs it's mark zuckerberg like you make enough money you find the one outfit you like yeah. and then that's all you wear I like how I like how um I like how Filoni wears a cowboy hat a lot. That's it. But see? then he takes it. He has a beautiful head of hair. He just that's a choice, which is hilarious to me. But the the cowboy hat is part of yeah. like I don't want to think about my clothes. This is what I'm wearing yeah. for the day. It's a gray T-shirt. It's some jeans and my cowboy hat. Yeah, I think Feige is just in that club now. So at Comic Con, Marvel had a whole bunch of announcements already. Um, yes. but they did save some stuff for D23. Well, one of the things that really excited me because I was a super fan of Miss Marvel, but we didn't get to see anything because we weren't in the room. <laughs> um, but they announced the the Marvels and showed some clips from it. I don't know if it was a proper trailer, but everyone was there. We know that it is indeed going to be Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel and Photon. Yes, she is back because they were all three up there. It's going to, apparently, from what I understand, it's a whole crazy body swap shenanigans going on where they're, they're all three of them are trading places and trying to get figure out what's going on, trying to get together. Uh, I was very glad to hear. I, uh, I watched interviews. I saw Manvalani saying that we get to see the, more of the Khan family because my worry was that I want, I want Brie Larson to be, or Captain Marvel. <laughs> Carol Danvers to to interact with them for a little bit before she jets off. Exactly, because I think they'll be hilarious. And that's where we left off with Miss Marvel. Like we had whole speculations about it, but we still don't know. Like it could be a body swapping thing. It could be that just the bracelets are causing them to switch places. Whatever. But yes, I hope we get more uh, Khan family. I do love that Iman Vellani is still geeking out. Like you can watch her. You can see videos of behind the scenes at this D23 Expo where she's getting to meet Brie Larson and still nerding out like like she did in the show, but it's in real life. Did you did you see the interview with her? This girl is darling. She's it's so funny. Someone was asking her that, you know, like you're like the the walking Marvel encyclopedia. Mm -hmm. And we heard that on set that Brie Larson was like asking you stuff about her character. And she's like, oh, my God, yes. And she got, like, it's so, like, teenage girl, like, annoyed with, like, the, <laughs> like the older, like, the okay boomer, even though <laughs> even though Brie Larson's only, like, 30. But I, I guess Brie Larson said, so am I an Avenger? <laughs> and, 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 and in my mind, she does this thing that my kids do to me. Like, like, like she makes this look like, oh, my God. I've uh, told you this a thousand times. <laughs> yes. You should already know it. <laughs> But yes, yeah, it was totally, it was totally that. I was, I was like, oh my god, this it's the funniest thing. It's um, darling. That. If you can find that interview, look for it because the the annoyance and I'm I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, because she's so her and she's so free. And if like I was on set acting with like you know an Oscar winner or something, I wouldn't be able to be like, really, <laughs> oh my god, what what's wrong with you, you know? <laughs> 
No, it, it. But she has the balance though, because I saw a second, like a different interview. I didn't see that one you're talking about, but I believe it. But like, she's also she was questioned about like, like what what's it like working with Brie Larson or whatever, and she's like, Brie has an Oscar and I have a high school diploma. <laughs> like, it's so weird. So there is that sort of balance to it. But going back to what you were saying, you sent me this video. Brie Larson did a whole tour on her Miss Marvel ride, yep. or on her Captain Marvel ride, yeah, yeah. which is a new thing that looks awesome. But you get to see Brie Larson going around doing all the little spots in this ride. And at the end, she meets Amon Vellani. Like, they show up, and they seem like they have such a good time together. Yeah, yeah. Like we were talking about with Willow and the whole picnic table scene. When you get people that are that excited to hang out with each mm-hmm. other, you know you're getting something fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm excited for it. And then also, uh, it made a little bit of news. And uh, you trolls, listen. <laughs> I know you don't listen to our podcast anyway, but we we try to push positivity and lifting Always. everyone up. Always. In fandom, kind of why we started the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Someone literally asked Brie Larson about, you know, is are we going to see more yes. from you as Captain Marvel? And she was like, does anyone want me to be Captain Marvel anymore? And I was like, dang. That is kind of a baller response to that question. Yeah. Like, I'm happy to do it, but if you guys are going to be grumpy about it, then fine. Have somebody else. Yeah. Like, I kind of get that, but I, yeah. it is crazy that she has to have, well, not has to have, but does give that kind of response. Bree, I want you to be Captain Marvel forever. Oh, same. So, <laughs> um, also we got um, more footage with Sony. We didn't see it, of course, but we got. They had an Echo panel, the Echo Disney Plus series. Vincent D'Onofrio was there, so Kingpin isn't dead. Yep. Apparently, the footage showed he has an eye patch, though, from the previous encounter that they had. So apparently, Echo's shot didn't kill him. But okay, so uh, this is just a recap for me. The eye patch comes from when Echo takes him out in Hawkeye. That's what it seemed like. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Echo's coming back. Yep. We get uh, Charlie Cox is coming back as Daredevil. Yep. Yep. Completely separate from the Netflix Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Like we said, we already mentioned that they, you know, they're bringing them all back into the fold. But this kind of means that they get to rewrite everything, mm-hmm. kind of. Other than what they set up with Hawkeye, but I'm curious to what to see. I'm curious to see what they retread or do new. I don't mm-hmm, know. Yeah, the, we don't know much about the plot, but we know it's happening for real. They also had a panel about Captain America: New World Order. There you go. Tim Blake Nelson is back, reprising his role from the Incredible Hulk mm-hmm. as yeah. a person that's trying to fix people. Mm-hmm. But also, Anthony Mackie. Yep, is now Captain America. Yeah, for real. It's official. So that's going to be a film, right? Yes, Captain okay. America New World Order yeah. is part of the next phase of Marvel. So that's supposed to be in theaters May of 2024. And now one of the most exciting things other than the Marvels, <laughs> Kevin Feige revealed the roster for the Thunderbolts. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my gosh, this cast looks like it's a fun time. I had no idea this was going to be the group. Yes. I'm with you. We got Julie Louis-Dreyfus as Valentina Ligre de La Fontaine. <laughs> that full uh, name, yep. We have the Red Guardian is there. David Hopper. Yes. I mean, no, what's his name? David Harbour. Jim David. Hopper, David Harbour. Yeah. You knew what I was saying. Yes. We got Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp. We're wondering what happened to Ghost. Back. Yep. Good old John Walker. That's it. U.S. Agent. From Falcon, a Winter Soldier. A.K.A. Kurt Russell mm-hmm. Jr. <laughs> Bucky is there. Bucky Barnes, Winter Soldier. Sebastian Stan, oh, I love you. And Taskmaster is there. And 
Yelena Belova. With the, her cool vest with all with the pockets. cool vest with all the pockets. She's here leading the team. I am the shortest, but I know what that's doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have mac and cheese and sriracha. <laughs> you like spicy mac and cheese? That's good. That's good. But this con- this almost makes it a family affair because Red Guardian and Yelena are uh-huh. a family yes. already established. Mm-hmm. Bucky Barnes is kind of that Winter Soldier Russian program, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that kind of ties him in with those. Mm-hmm. But the others are sort of separate, so I'm curious if they're gonna like play on that sort of like group divide and well, have to come together. You know, we saw in Black Widow that she let Taskmaster live. That's it. Uh, so there's where that's. But I mean, these are all very anti-heroes, except you know, Bucky's kind of the goodest of them now. I would say. But still, he, I don't, I don't know if Batman is the right analogy, but he is still morally gray. Like, I would say he's chaotic, yeah. neutral, chaotic good, maybe, uh, or chaotic neutral? Neutral for sure. Chaotic good would be the argument. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I could see him being him. He, but this, this is essentially Marvel's version of the Suicide Squad. It's yeah. Bad guys kind of doing good, but we don't know what uh, Valentina, uh, she seems to be the mastermind of this group. Oh, yeah. She's the one who got them all together. And I know they put her in the poster as like a member of this group, but I think she is the like Nick Fury. Yes, of for the, sure. Yeah. So yeah. what what it's does like, she have them do? These are like the anti-Avengers. Is it is it morally gray? Is it taking out the bad guys for the other good guys mm-hmm. oh, oh ooh, i'm yeah, excited it's gonna be interesting also um there's uh some footage for the fans on loki season two there you go and i guess this is really the introduction of the this phase's villain who's no longer thanos was the previous phase villain the villain is kang the conqueror that's it he's gonna be the main villain there's a film upcoming film called avengers of the king dynasty so yes and apparently he will play a little bit of a factor in New World Order as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. But that's a thing. Like, I forget how what specifics it was, but in the end of Loki season one, he refers to himself as, like, he who has many names. Mm-hmm. And Kang the Conqueror is one of them. But based on his scenes at the end of season one of Loki, I am enthralled with that guy. Yeah. Like, he does the, like, sort of... I don't know if it's Joker-esque or just... He has that charisma where he's like, we're all friends here, except I'm going to murder you. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, yeah. This is just how it has to go for the end of the world, but mm-hmm. we don't have to be mean to each other. <laughs> I, I, I kind of love that, that that flippancy of a villain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one trailer we did get to see, uh, it's out there, is the Werewolf by Night trailer, which was Bananas. Bananas and Amazing. Yeah. I, yeah, bananas is a, a good a good bananas. Yes. It's very very different than what we've ever seen out of Marvel. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just the trailer is looking that way. If they did that specifically for the trailer, or if the whole show is going to be like that. I would hope the whole show is going to be like that because it is a departure, like you're saying. This looks this is a total homage to the old Universal monsters. Yeah, this is your Frankenstein. This is your mummy. This is your Wolfman. It is a werewolf, but. It's black and white, almost Tim Burton-esque. Yeah. But in the trailer, you see somebody lose an arm. You see somebody crying blood out mm-hmm. of their eyes. And, like, for a Marvel movie, that's pretty intense for yeah. a trailer. Like, they save that for the third act of mm-hmm. the movie. But, no, this trailer, the way it was filmed, they even have the little burn spots in the reel yeah. to make it look like it's old, like, yeah. uh, 35-millimeter film. Uh, but it's got Gail Garcia Bernal who I love. He actually was paired up with Diego Luna from Andor for the Mm -hmm. longest time. They were in so many movies together. 
I think it was like a Matt Damon, Ben Affleck kind of thing mm-hmm. where they were just both like, let's be actors and, you know, help each other out. So to see him get a Marvel comeuppance, and I think he's the werewolf, spoiler alert, but that's just speculation. He's another person that if he's in the movie, it's probably worth your time. Yeah. So that's coming next month. That's fun. One little tidbit about uh, uh, the, the werewolf by night. So this is like I had no, like I had no information about this. Like I thought it was just a one-off. I didn't even know it was Marvel related. Uh, the Easter egg is that Werewolf by Night did first appear in a Marvel spotlight in 1972. Mm-hmm. And then it continued as a werewolf story, but by issue 32, they introduced a character called Moon Knight. Yeah. So this ties into the Moon Knight world? It does, yeah. Will we see Moon Knight? I think so. That's so crazy. Yeah. Like, Because they're building all these Midnight Sun things and Blade, yeah. and it's crazy all the... like. They're, they're building all these pathways, and I still don't know how they're going to meet up. But yeah. I'm excited for it. So that, that comes out next month, October. Ooh, Halloween, spooky season. Yeah. We also had old Scott Lang is back, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. <laughs> Apparently, they're running around the quantum realm, and uh, he's actually working for a fellow named Kang. That's it? He's showing up again. Yeah. Like you're saying, I think he's going to be this, this phase's Thanos. Yeah, so... Scott Lang is uh, still has a little bit of a thief in him. I, I guess they're saying it's going to be a heist movie, a uh, heist movie in the quantum realm. That's interesting. But that's what Ant Man is for. That's his. That's his distinction. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, you get awesome mixtapes and space battles. Mm-hmm. Ant Man, you get heists and and because he's a robber. Like that's playing to the character. I love it. Uh, we also had uh, Riri Williams is going to debut in the upcoming Black Panther Wakanda Forever movie, um, but people got to see some footage of the Ironheart series Yes, that she's going to be the head of. And this seems like it's kind of like a gritty like crime show, crime fighter thing almost. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, the, the tidbit that I did pick up on that they keep sort of hint, hinting at in all these blurbs is that so Ironheart, it is Riri Williams. And she sort of takes up the mantle of a young Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. She gets the Iron Man technology. She's from MIT. She's super smart, so she can do all the, like, robot aspects of it. Uh, But apparently the main adversary or her helper, we still don't know yet, but is the Hood, which is a Marvel character. But that's kind of like in the Moon Knight magical, mystical territory. Mm -hmm. So this will be one of the first instances where we have technology going up against magic. Interesting. Because they've kind of kept them separate with their phases, but this will be one of the properties where they sort of say, hey, we're going to butt them together and see who comes out on top. Interesting. That's what has me excited for it. And uh, the final thing that has me really excited as well, well, what's new, Kevin? (laughs) You're excited about all this stuff. But if you got Samuel L. Jackson heading a series... I don't care what it is. I don't care if it was, if it's about, you know, a guy who delivers ice cream. If it's Samuel L. Jackson, the ice cream man, I'm watching that. That's it. It's the series that has BAMF on it. Yeah. Um, Secret Invasion. We get deeper into the whole Kree scroll thing. That's it. That we left him off. He was out in space and apparently he's coming back and Sometimes he has a patch, sometimes he doesn't. What's going on? I don't know, but all I know is Samuel L. Jackson is being super cool and telling people what's up. <laughs> what's funny is, though, is that at least for the movies, they said that the canon, the reason he has the eye patch is because he got scratched by the, the, the scroll cat. Yeah. 
I think that maybe comes from the comics. I'm not sure if that's a movie only thing, but still hilarious. It's like, why do you have an eye patch? Why do you look so cool? It's like, oh, cat. Like, uh, okay. It's funny. The thing that caught me off guard about this trailer is that, so last time we knew that Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson, was in space. Mm -hmm. And he's doing this whole program. But with this trailer, he walks through the door like he's aged 10 years. Yeah, right. Like, I know, like he's an older gentleman in real life. That's mm-hmm. not a comment on that. But from the last time we saw him in the movies to this time, it's like something has gone on. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got a beard. He's yeah, extra yeah. angry. Something's taken a toll, which means that this could be elevated. But we don't, like, I didn't see any familiar faces in this trailer other than Samuel L. Jackson. Um, I think that I saw um, War Machine. Oh, there you go. In there. Don Cheadle. Yes, um, that's true. He was in there, wasn't he? Yeah, Don yeah. Cheadle's in there, yep. Okay, that's, but mm, I think maybe that's it? Because of that, what I did notice and what I did pick up on is that the vibe for this, and it's I guess it's kind of how it is in the comics because it's uh, Brian Michael Bendis. He's one of the greatest comic book writers ever, so read any of his stuff. But I think they're reaching for his tone, which is, because it's secret invasion and because you don't know who the the scroll are because they can look like anybody there's an aspect of this that's like invasion of the body snatchers mm-hmm. there's almost that or they live you know you don't know who the good guys and the bad guys are and it seems like they were playing that up in the trailer and I'm all for that kind of vibe like oh you're you're my partner I've been working with you oh no wait you're the bad guy like yeah. I love that kind of twist and reveal yeah that's exciting then um, that's pretty much it for the Marvel stuff. Then we got a whole some Disney stuff and some Pixar stuff. We I do. don't know if you're excited about any of it. I, I have to tell you right now, I watched the Pinocchio that's on Disney Plus with, you, Tom, with Tom Hanks. Okay. The new live action Pinocchio. Yes. Mainly because Tom Hanks, because I just like watching Tom Hanks. I hear you. Yeah, it stunk. <laughs> I mean, it was... It was it was it was fine. I think that if you're a kid, you would think it was delightful. But it doesn't have that old like I don't. Even, I don't, I'm going to say old Pixar because I think the new Pixar has been kind of watered down by Disney over time. But the the old Pixar stuff was made for kids and parents at the same time. Yes. I don't know how they did it. It was part of their magic. I get it. Um, I could watch Wally over and over and over again, and so could like my kids when they were ten. Mm-hmm. Um. And they still love it now. But I was watching that Pinocchio and I'm like, yeah, I mean, this is cute. And I could see if you were a kid, you probably think it was charming and delightful. Mm-hmm. And Tom Hanks is in there doing his thing. As Tom Hanks. It's interesting. It's like a, it's a quality product. It's like a, uh, you know, it's like a, uh, like a high end fast food chain. There you go. I guess. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what you're going to get and it's fine and it, and it, 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 you don't really have a bad experience, but you don't have a good experience either. It's kind of like ordering the tour of Italy at Olive Garden. You know so, what you're going to get. Yeah. You're going to enjoy it, but it's not the best thing you can do. Yeah, order. exactly. I'm with you. And we've mentioned this on the podcast before. Like Disney is doing a reboot of all the classics, uh-huh. but they're doing them live action and f- not for the better, really. Yeah. But I think it's what you hit on is it's for the next generation. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's they think kids don't have the patience for animation anymore, which is I, dumb because yeah. those those old animated movies still hold up. Yeah. Like the old Pinocchio, yes, it looks dated, but yeah. still the Pinocchio you know and love. Yeah. 
So I can see how they're it's something lacking, but I think they're just trying to do the cycle again. I will tell you, they they kept the "I Got No String." That "I Got No String" song was always one of my favorites <laughs> as a kid. That was still in there, so that was good. But they showed a trailer for the new Little Mer or teaser trailer for the new Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> Disenchanted, which is the sequel to Enchanted, which I never saw. Well, okay, I will stand up for that real quick. Enchanted is sort of a meta take on the Disney princess. Uh-huh. And this was live action before they did all these live action reboots. Yeah. This was live action that was based on nothing. Oh, this that movie is from 2007. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I remember that movie. That was actually, it was kind of schmarmy for Disney. And, exactly. Yeah. And it was very poking fun of itself. Yeah. And, I mean, it's it's still Disney. It's saccharine. It's cheesy. But Amy Adams is wonderful. Yeah. She's delightful. James Marsden as a, like, faux Disney prince is spot on. Like, he mm-hmm. has the face. It's almost the punchable face, but mm-hmm. still, like, also, I want to hang out with you face. And they're bringing them all back. It seems like they're doing a dark twist on it. Like, she might become an evil princess, mm. which I'm excited for, but... My main complaint is now it's going to confuse me. I don't know which one is Disenchanted and Disenchantment. the show, <laughs> the Matt Greening show, yeah. Which is way better, but now there's two properties. I always mix up the name anyway, so now it's going to be even worse. But <laughs> They're doing a prequel to The Lion King called Mufasa. Okay. I already know how that ends. Yeah. Mufasa dies. <laughs> um, they're, they're doing Peter Pan and Wendy. Jude Law again. He's, uh, he's in Star Wars and Disney. Man, he's making bank. Yeah. Um, They're doing Haunted Mansion, which we mentioned. We on mentioned that, that seems like it might be interesting. Based on um, a ride, though, still weird. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one was Snow White. Snow White again, yeah. Here's my one hook, though. I've already made my piece known about the, the live action reboots, but Gal Gadot as the evil queen. Yeah. That that could didn't, be just the performance that saves it. Isn't this, didn't Peter Dinklage, like, get on this move? Like, like, why are we doing Snow White again? He had some problem with it, right? I would imagine so. I mean, mm, interesting. Yep. One of the fun ones, though, they're doing Hocus Pocus too. Were you a fan of Hocus Pocus? I know a lot of people were. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Light the black candle at midnight. Let's go, because that's Sarah, Je- Sarah Jessica Parker and Bette Midler. Yeah, they're, they're all um, and Kathy and Jimmy. They're all back. Oh, that's uh, that's it. Um, it looks like again. This looks like it's like a thing for tweens, which Hocus Pocus kind of was as well. Um, but it's fun. Hocus Pocus is fun. That gets points for being like, it's not a reboot. Yes, they're bringing the property back, but yeah. even Hocus Pocus, the original, wasn't really based on anything. Um, I think that was a kind of a cult movie, too. I don't think that was... Oh. I think that did way better than they thought it would, and I think it's one of those VHS DVD type that did betters. Only rented in September, September and October, yeah. absolutely. Also, <laughs> the Santa Clauses. Did you see the trailer for the Santa Clauses? <laughs> I like the Santa Claus. It's a fun time. And I, I don't, I heard a lot of people like, oh, this was, and I was like, this looks kind of funny. And kudos for Disney getting Tim Allen back. He's kind of, I thought he was like persona non grata in Hollywood, but. Tim Allen and uh, his main elf, whatever that dude's mm-hmm. name is, the main elf. Uh, I have to shout them out though, Disney though. Um, they did one thing that we've been saying. Uh, one, they got this new, I don't need, I hope I pronounce it right, Iwaju. Oh, but it's a an animated series uh, that's set in Nigeria. Yes. So again, if you want to be inclusive, tell the story of like other places. And like that's such an easy in for like not. I mean, these are stories that come from different cultures, but yeah. it's stories that the audience doesn't know yes. already. So that's just an easy win. Yes. Be like, 
we already know this story is good because it stood the test of time, but most people aren't familiar yeah, with and it. It's, so let's and it's sci-fi. It's set in Nigeria in the future. Well, that's amazing. Which is it's really amazing because it's like taking a it's like elevating. It's like this is it's almost inspiring. You know, it's a developing nation, and it's like, look, this this is what you'll be in the future. Exactly. And then we got some Pixar stuff, Inside Out Two. Why are you doing Inside Out Two? We gotta have new emotions for teenagers. As, uh, Inside Out One was really, really good. I'm just intrigued on what emotions they will bring in. Like, yeah. I know it's gonna be a puberty story because that's the yeah. only next logical <laughs> step for that. Yeah. But like, what do you br- like? Is that anxiety? Is that like? Uh, it, it, they but, could go so many ways but, with it, and it's kind of intriguing. But Amy Poehler is there, so maybe it'll be great. I love Amy Poehler. There you go. Something called Elio, a young boy transported across the universe. Mm-hmm. Sci-fi story. I don't know. And um, we got Wish. Uh, yeah. Uh, Wish is an animated film that's uh, supposed to celebrate the 100 years of Disney in 2023. It's a tale of the famous wishing star that was set in the kingdom. Oh, so that star that goes across. Exactly. Also the one that Jiminy Cricket says you should yeah. wish upon. Interesting. Here's here's the one tidbit that should get you hooked. I know, Like like I said, they're only giving scant details about it. But we do know that Alan Tudyk... Hometown hero. Oh yeah, is being a, is the voice of a goat in Wish. Oh yeah. So, I mean, if that doesn't sell you on it, I don't know what else to tell you. Now, there's this the, there's this Pixar series that's going to be on Disney Plus, and again, it's probably for kids, but it's called Win or Lose. It's about like a bad news bears ish baseball team. Okay, but the coach is voiced by Will Forte. That's perfect. So that seems I don't know, man. I just might watch it to see what's going on. Will Forte. <laughs> And finally, they the Pixar is doing a film called Elemental, which is where there's a fire elemental and a water elemental who I uh, guess realize that even though they're different, they have a lot of similarities. Uh, I love it. I'm excited. My my Avatar fandom gets in the way of that because you kind of they already did they already covered all the elemental conflicts. <laughs> Go watch Avatar: the Last Airbender, not the movie, the cartoon. <laughs> But, I mean, it's Pixar. Pixar does do, like what we're talking about, even if it's stories from different cultures, they find stories that are sort of timeless and classic and have, regardless of, like, what the specific characters are, be it cars, be it houses with balloons on them, be it emotions, like, they're really good about finding the core sort Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. thing to it. And if it's fire, water, air, and earth, uh, I'm still kind of on board. Yeah, I just get confused because they the Disney started kind of, like, mixing up their stuff because it used to be it was like disney's stuff was always musicals yes and then the pixar stuff didn't really have any like musical elements in it i mean it had music in it but you know what i mean not like a musical where people break into song that's during true. A certain time. but then like after disney bought pixar they started like kind of like bleeding into each other so now i don't see i can't see the distinction anymore <laughs> because they're using all the same animation programs now so that's everything kind of looks alike and then I used to be like, oh, this is a musical. This is a Disney property. And this is not a musical. That, that doesn't hold up anymore. And so this confusing. Is, this is off the dome, but Pixar did separate for a while, but I think they are back. Like, I don't think they're two separate entities anymore. I think it's still now Disney Pixar, yeah, if, I, if I know correctly. Yeah, but Yeah, it's just, if you, <laughs> you know, you make you make cola, that you got the cola, and then, you know, you, you don't make Pepsi clear. <laughs> you just make Sprite. Fair enough. Yeah, or you make Pepsi clear and you make it sing a song, so you know it's a musical and it's not <laughs> Pixar. Uh, but that's uh, that's 
kind of everything that was there that we want to talk about. That's it. At D23. Uh, There was a whole bunch of announcements of like rides and stuff going on with the parks and stuff, but we really don't talk about that kind of stuff. (laughs) We're about the media. On the podcast, we're about the media and the things we're getting. So out of the entire list... We won't do a pizza rating because we haven't seen no, any no, of this. Yeah, we haven't seen any. But we'll have a lot to talk about in the future, though. Oh, my goodness, Grage. If you had to pick one thing on the list that is at the top of your list, yeah. what, what is it for you? Star Wars, Marvel, Disney, Pixar. I mean, believe it or not, of all the things, it's Willow for sure. Oh, you took my answer. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. No. I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely Willow. I guess it's because it's... Part of what you called it, by the way, I want the credit. You called it the the fantasy resurgence. It's happening. It is happening for real, and I, I always like a good uh, fantasy property. But I I like the ones that have that kind of like fun to them, like uh, you know Princess Bride and the original Willow. And, Absolutely. And time bandits. Time because yeah. that's the stuff that makes it. Because when I see a fantasy thing, I start thinking of role playing, playing Dungeons and Dragons with your friends. Yep. And you know, you always get silly sometimes when you're playing. You don't stay serious the whole way through. So when there's a little bit of silly in there, it just feels more authentic to me. That's the whole reason I picked Willow as well, because it, it is fantasy. It does seem it, you could, I guess, if you're really grumpy, you could say it's a Lord of the Rings ripoff or whatever. Ah. It's not. It's its own thing. But the thing that separates it, I will say, is that it's fun. There's yeah. a silliness to it that doesn't exist in any property. Yeah. So. Oh, Willow, that's the best. Yeah, I'm Yeah, I'm very excited about that for sure. But we want to know what you're excited about. Hit us up on all our social medias at AssumingPod. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you can also send us a Gmail, assumingpositions at gmail.com. Every week I say, yo, Mikey, how would you like the Gmail formatted? I want this as a Disney press release. Say, urgent for your eyes only. Oh. Here's my hot take that you can spoil once the timer and the ban has elapsed. It's going to have like Mickey Mouse letterhead or something. <laughs> or the wish star over <laughs> the top of it. They had that They had that song in uh, Pinocchio too, but anyway. It was, it's fine. It's, uh, it's fine. I'm curious because the thing we talked about on Nerd Alerts real quick is that Guillermo del Toro has a Pinocchio version coming out. Yeah. And that gonna, one hasn't come out yet. It's going to be interesting to see. But that's the contrast. So, yeah. That'll maybe for the future podcast. Yeah. Maybe we'll we'll do a uh, like versus. We've never done a versus before. A battle royale. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a versus assumption. That'd be kind of cool. It'd be fun. We want to thank you guys so much for listening. Please do um, subscribe and like and share and tell your friends. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate you. We also want to thank Not Scott Productions for our equipment, Jazzar for our music, that guy Brad for our announcing, and we hope you guys have a magic castle of a week. Yes. Yes, and happy birthday, Kevin. Uh, it's my birthday. <laughs>